0: This is How To PhD, episode number 37. This week, we are going to be talking about balancing your time between writing journal papers and your thesis. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Aaron and I'm joined by my co-host, Julie. Hi. Hi. And this week is an episode that was inspired by us going on Twitter and a listener, uh, Chiara Betty, uh, tweeted around this concept around, or this challenge around sort of balancing your time writing journal papers versus writing your thesis. And I think this can be something that's really tricky to balance and, and can be a real source of worry, I think. Um... And so I think the first thing, you know, general advice is to know what the sort of university policy is on this sort of thing. You know, some university PhD programs require publication. uh, So that's quite an important part of it. Um, And sometimes that's called PhD by publication. Right. And so your different universities will be able to explain exactly what course you're on. But I think in most cases, and I don't know what you think about this. I think generally it's it's kind of an extra. Right.
1: Yeah, I think in our PhDs, it wasn't really necessary to publish in advance, but yeah, it, it definitely helps, I think. When it comes to the viva but it's definitely not a must-have
0: yeah exactly and but i think despite that for me personally i was really worried mm-hmm. about the fact that i had no publications for i think the first two years right even though i'd mm-hmm. written loads of chapters and done submissions in terms of the actual doctorate i didn't have any publications so that was a real source of worry but hopefully this week's episode will be a kind mm-hmm. of reassurance that this is not crucial although it is really helpful it's not crucial mm-hmm. um but You know, it is an important thing. So this is how you can balance your time. And so let's get cracking with the first thing that we're gonna talk about, which is all around putting the thesis first and then the journal paper. So I think our first bit of advice when it comes to sort of balancing these two things is really put the thesis first and then think about journal papers. And I think what this is really based on is the reality is that A lot of supervisors in academia take on students um, because it is a source of publications for them, right? Because they'll be the last author or second author on a lot of these things. Uh, And that's a good thing, right? Academics are measured on the number of publications they do. And this is a way of boosting that. And of course, that is not the right motivation to take on PhD students. Um, So if you ever get pressure, so outside of the university policy that says, you need this for your degree, if you ever get pressure from your supervisor you know pressurizing you to publish that's really because they they want papers out of it it's not essential for your doctorate okay and i think that's the really important thing it is an extra um and the actual thesis chapters itself you know how well your thesis is written is always more important than a journal um what do you think about that would you yeah. agree
1: yeah I think I agree um I think it's also worth um, although you might not know whether you want to stick to uh, stay in academia or work in industry but I think um, the main if the main thing for you is just to get the degree and then maybe leave academia then really the publications are not really important right yeah. whereas of course if you want to um, stay in academia building your um, research profile and that includes publications is of course a great thing to have and I think one thing I would advise PhD students especially those who are just starting is to when you make your timeline when you develop a plan to really um, put in time to write journal papers and we're gonna give you a bit more advice on when you should do that but um i think it's really important to make sure that the whole timeline is not full with just projects and studies um but that there's actually time for writing on that as well because as you say it's it does cost a lot of time
0: exactly yeah and i think the the key thing is you know in the end it's a research degree and um yeah as you say the thesis is really important but if you do plan in that time then having those publications is this it's just this extra layer of strength right it's particularly in the viva to say that you know other people thought it's good work Mm. but again you know to emphasize that is an extra um it's more
1: for you it's not that it it makes you more confident before the viva if you know okay i've already published that it was already peer-reviewed but but that doesn't mean that the work is better or worse than it is what it is in the end right whatever you've written in your thesis
0: it it is what it is yeah exactly (laughs) Um, so uh, still you know, as you say, Julia, you know, it's something that's good to plan in some time for. So I think the general way to approach this, uh, and this is our kind of first general bit of advice, is really uh, to think about writing your chapters first uh, and then writing the journal submission from that. And again, if you have a good plan where you've planned, OK, I'm going to spend this much time writing the thesis chapter and then maybe this number of additional weeks creating, turning that into a journal submission, then that can work uh, really well
1: yeah I I just uh, yeah I also would recommend the same thing as you say doing the chapter first but I think the one thing maybe to um be careful about is that doesn't mean that it has to be the final final edited perfectly polished thesis chapter that has to be written right basically just all the content has to be there first um so that you know okay you have already written up this chapter you can still you can always write, re-edit and revise uh in chapters but um yeah to do that first so that you can condense and focus down in the journal paper and i think it always benefits both benefit from each other so i think that the initial draft of the thesis chapter helps you write the journal paper and then in the journal paper where you will like try to make it as best as possible right that will feed back into the thesis chapter so it's like a really iterative process
0: yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a really key tip. There is to yeah not not wait until that point where it's a completely finalized mm-hmm. thesis chapter to get the journal done. Um, and as you say, and we're going to get onto this in this in the next section. Uh, that process of writing a journal, actually having to write in that more concentrated form, can actually give a lot of useful ways of thinking about your work, which can then be fed back into the chapter. So that's a good tip, which segues very nicely into the next section, which is around thesis to journal conversion. okay so let's talk about taking that thesis chapter and turning it into a journal now we thought this was something that of course is is part of really this process of balancing the two and hopefully if you get a good idea of how to do this conversion then it'll give you plenty of confidence to be able to plan your time around kind of when you can write this. Now, uh, we mentioned having a sort of plan for some time after you've written maybe the first or second draft of your chapter to begin this conversion process. Julia, you said uh, actually it's worth having perhaps just a kind of one day a week sort of thing where you commit your time to Yeah, it depends. I
1: think the main thing really to have something in timeline. I think for some people it works if they say, okay, half a day or one day in a week, I dedicate that to journal writing. And um, yeah, you can't maybe write the whole paper in one day, but you can like do little bits and eventually, as long as you have dedicated time, it will get done <laughs> at yeah. some point. Um, but I think, yeah, my, my main recommendation would be when you do the timelines, I always do if you conduct a study. For me, my timeline usually looks like planning the study, um, collecting the data, analyzing the data writing up the thesis chapter and then writing journal paper so mm-hmm. not to forget that last but maybe
0: yeah that's right
1: the time that you need for that um
0: but and we'll get on to this if you do not have the time during the Mm. PhD, there are ways that you can sort of do it after submission, right?
1: Yeah, so another tip would be to um, look when it comes to the end of your PhD um, to have a look for fellowships or postdocs um, that give you time to write journal papers after your PhD. And so I have done, for example, the early career fellowship from the Institute of Advanced Studies at work university and that just gave me time to yeah, do a bit of research but also to write up my studies to disseminate my research to different audiences and uh, we just heard or just talked to a friend right who's doing something similar um applying for a postdoc that allows them to write papers and i think you also had funding to um stay on and and write some stuff up right
0: yeah that's right yeah i mean they kind of hired me uh, on a sort of yeah kind of a small contract kind mm. of basis it wasn't like a full job or anything but it gave me that bit of extra time to write up those and, extra papers and, at the end
1: yeah and I think the uni has a um, like an interest in that as well right as you said they want the publications to be out there and <laughs> um, so I've heard of some friends who straight went to a job industry job for example and then they had to write their papers on the weekends or late in the evenings and it dragged around for months. So I think yeah, really finding a, a place and time where you are funded and have the opportunity to just write it up. If that's important to you to get it published, um there are opportunities like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um let's now talk about the actual conversion process itself now the most important thing to remember with journals is that it is a different audience and it's a different motivation compared to your thesis chapter Um, and so this is again something to bear in mind when you're kind of planning this time as to how you're going to balance your time writing the two and you know and when you think about the thesis it has a lot of detail you know essentially to prove that you are doing extensive rigorous research right and and really with the journal it's not really needed in such depth right um you know first so when you're, when you're starting with that journal publication, first look at the journal itself, right? So look at the kind of impact factor, the quartile, use resources like Journal Finder and your own reference list as a good place to start in terms of understanding, you know, where to submit. And I think generally look for things like Q1 journals, um, because again, if we're thinking about, you know, why do you want to publish, right? Why do you want to spend your th- uh, PhD time doing journals? Well, it's, it's to give you that extra layer of strength for your thesis thesis and if you do it in a Q1 then you're going to get a journal and a good bit of like a strength boost for your thesis there.
1: Yeah I think that's really good advice um not to rush it I think I made that mistake a little bit that I didn't aim for the highest journals because I I submitted one journal to um uh, one paper to a journal and I got really good feedback I found mm. the peer previous comments were really helpful um and it was published there so I continued um um, submitting papers to that journal um which was a great experience for me and I, I truly believe that the peer risk the quality was amazing but yeah it wasn't a q1 journal and um i think yeah i i should have really aim, aimed a bit higher and accepted that it might take longer to hear back so for example right now i or i submitted a Q or to Q1 journal a year ago and just heard back now right oh, wow. <laughs> which it takes such a <laughs> long time sometimes but I think you do have that time in the PhD and again not let that pressure of I need to publish something yeah. um, get onto you but be patient um, and rather not have something published than just it anywhere. Yeah,
0: I think that's the, that's the really important point there. Um, so once you've found your Q1 or good journal that you want to send it to, to uh, then find the word count, right? So this is like an important, I think, first thing. Um, because all you want to also do is sort of consider things like authorship. Um, this is another thing that often gets missed in this journal conversion process is kind of who's going to be first paper, who's going to be uh, first author, who's going mm. to be second author um, and things like this can also be like a really important starting point Um, and particularly again you know, thinking back to that word count uh, this is gonna be crucial when you're in this conversion process because you you want to be able to think okay where can you cut words down and where can you cut down content significantly Mm -hmm. so thinking about that often the method section is somewhere where you can cut down significantly again it depends on the type of study you're doing so this is not true for everything Uh, but generally um, you know rather than having to justify you know every single bit of the methodology you've done you can often just point to a reference or a similar Mm. method that's in the published literature uh, and that will save you a ton of words whereas in the thesis you would really need to show that you actually understand and and really justify justify what you did Um, literature is also usually significantly cut down from compared to the thesis chapter Um, of course thesis chapter you might have a larger literature review anyway so you can sort of pull things from there and create a more focused literature review for the journal paper Uh, and the key point is really to focus in great detail about pulling out the impact and contribution to knowledge now these two things are also important for the thesis okay so you also want to really focus on that there but again Let's think back the thesis as a research degree you know not only is it about the quality of the work that you've done and the uh sorry the quality of the result that comes out but it's also about the quality of work that you do right and understanding mm-hmm. showing that you understand the methods uh whereas in the journal you know really you want to be focusing on what's going someone going to sort of take away from this and so i guess in a way it's kind of thinking about it more in sort of marketing terms right creating mm-hmm. an abstract and title that hooks the reader uh and and often you know the thesis can have very you know a range of different ideas going on because there's space to do so right you can ex- you can explore different parts of the data you can explore a range of different questionnaires that you might have done whereas journal needs focus and I'll give you an example so I did I think I mentioned this eye tracking study a lot of times but in this eye tracking study I had the sort of core data collection which was eye tracking but then I also gave a range of questionnaires to participants as well around kind of the uh, you know their their user experience their trust and all this sort of stuff Uh, which is all interesting for the thesis right because there was space to discuss all of these different things but if I was trying to create a journal with all of that stuff in it it would just be a totally unfocused journal Um, and in fact on one of my first submissions of that particular work to a journal I did include all of that and -hmm. the first comment from the reviewers or it was rejected because they said oh we don't understand where the contribution to knowledge is and mm-hmm. so that so that's that's where you need, really need to sort of focus on okay where exactly do i want to hone in on the journal paper um and I think generally the key thing is to then you know once you've edited it and you've got that clear focus, um, is to is to get it sent in, right?
1: Yeah, and I, it just had to um, it just reminded me of a case where it was a peer reviewer for a journal, and um, I accepted to review something, and then when I looked at it, I it was. Clear that it was just copy paste from a, like a thesis chapter, and even the person had forgotten, I think, to put out uh, oh, no. the acknowledgements. So it had the full acknowledgement for the family wow. and the supervisors <laughs> and everything on there, like a whole one two page. And I think um. so. It's really important what you said about editing. It's not enough just to think, oh, I've written up this now as a, as a as a thesis chapter. Just chuck it in as a journal paper. That's not how how it works, as you said. It needs a lot of more focus.
0: Exactly. Right. But, you know, by that same virtue, you know, by going through that process of focusing, you can actually then take it back to the thesis Mm, chapter and then emphasize those points in the thesis. So this is where, you know, it's uh, again, journals are not essential, but going through that process is really, you know, really useful. Um, Mm. And then I think, yeah, getting it sent in. And I think the sooner you can get that peer review feedback, the better. Right. Because then you can build that back into the thesis.
1: I was just going to say, I think it's our host. yeah, to think about it as free feedback that you get from peer reviewers, right? right, How you can improve your journal paper, but then also the thesis. So I I can really honestly say, I think the journal process has always helped me um, in improving thesis chapters.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And it's really, it's important to think of it as a cyclical kind of process. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, then you could say, okay, well, if the, you know, submitting the journal is going to get you all this free feedback, et cetera, then shouldn't you do the journal first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think generally, and we're going to discuss in this last part of the episode, kind of cases where you actually might want to do the journal first. Uh, but generally, I think mentally, it's easier to focus on other things when the kind of larger more critical piece of work is like 80 to 90 percent done right if you if you know that your uh, chapter is done your thesis chapter is is pretty much there and then you're doing the journal then you kind of know that the thing that you have to submit is ready and this Mm -hmm. is kind of that extra thing on top right
1: yes i think i mean while you are collecting data or while you're planning your study even hopefully you will be writing right continuously so It shouldn't be that you have a blank page anywhere. So it could be that you um, come to and and again, if you do or if you're doing the analysis, right, you will be writing um, the results up. So it's really just the discussion that you probably where there's nothing after you have completed a study right, or finished analysis. Um, So hopefully that will be a good basis for you to to um, start then with a journal paper anyways. Yeah,
0: exactly so uh now we just alluded to it right at the end there but let's talk about times that you might want to do this whole journal thesis thing the other way around so let's talk about some situations where you might want to consider doing the journal first and then your thesis and i think generally uh this wasn't really true in any of the fields that i've worked in Uh, but i know of some fields so for example like Uh, computer science you know really fast moving super cutting edge fields where there's Research coming out all of the time, um, then it may be more important that you you really get that paper out first Mm. quickly, right? So you can establish that that your work was done at that time because it could be, you know, just a month later, someone is doing a very similar thing. Um, And again, you know, there we we talked a lot about journals, but again, in some fields, you might want to consider that conference publications are slightly more influential for exactly this reason because they're faster to publish, right? Um, And Julia, I guess there was some also some other... Uh, situations where journals might want to come first
1: yeah so for example if you're doing a systematic review or another type of literature review then I think um, you should also try to publish that study within about nine months because otherwise the search might be outdated so the literature search that you did some people do update the search at the end of their PhD and then publish it but um, I think Honestly, I wanted to kind of get it out of the way. And also, yeah. um, I use the systematic review to inform my, my um, studies that I conducted after my systematic review. So it was important for me to finish that and round it up. Um, so I think that's another case where you should aim to publish it.
0: Yeah, and I guess the, the sort of recurring theme with these kinds of situations is really t- fields where they're kind of, or work where there's this sort of time pressure, right, mm, yeah, where there's a yeah. kind of uh, ticking time around kind of the validity and, and, and you know, in, in the case of a systematic review, how how long the that Mm. search stays valid yeah um so i think those are the sort of situations that you might want to consider doing that journal or, or conference publication first uh but again you know if you're not sure which one of those situations you're in well again most of the time it's usually thesis first then journal but if you're unsure you know ask your Supervisor, ask people in your department. Have a look at what they're doing as well. You know, see if they are focusing on conferences or journals or looking to get things out as quickly as possible. Um, and and see what they say. You know, and I think hopefully there uh, you'll get the a good guidance. And of course, if you're unsure, you can always contact us, and and we can try and guide you in the right direction. Um, and I think another you know useful way it, or time where you might want to consider the publication first is let's say you have no clue at all on how to frame your thesis chapter you have sort of no idea kind of how to structure it and you're not really sure about the interpretation of the result then you know perhaps it might be worth to help you kind of think and and frame the problem is to try a more focused journal format first right so rather than getting bogged down in writing tons of justification and tons of method and all this sort of stuff you just focus on your results right Mm -hmm. you just didn't you're kind of focused in on what is the impact and the contribution to knowledge and then use that peer review feedback to then build the chapter. And I think that that could also mm, work quite well. But generally, again, uh, you know, hopefully you'll have a good idea of how your chapter's coming along. Uh, but that's just one thing to consider uh, if, um, if you're thinking about just, how to balance your time. Just
1: thinking about another, I think sometimes supervisors that don't have much time that rather look at a small journal draft mm, than a full yeah. thesis chapter, right? So in cases where you feel... I will never get feedback from my supervisor for my whole chapter which which you should <laughs> but um there maybe to get faster feedback is maybe to just send them a journal draft and then take their comments implement that back into your, into your that's, piece that's actually
0: a really good point and you know nothing will you know perk up a supervisor's curiosity than seeing a potential journal <laughs> publication so maybe that's a very cynical way of trying to get their attention but no it's a really good point you know again it's it's about kind of Presenting, and we talked. It sort of alludes a little bit to what we talked about in that email episode uh, a couple weeks back. But it's about, you know, how do you get feedback, and and really, what are the core points Mm -hmm. that you need feedback on? And yeah, writing a journal is is a good way of kind of focusing that. So. I think that's everything to do with balancing your time writing thesis chapters and journals. So hopefully this has given you a good idea and perhaps some reassurance that the fact that, you know, journal papers are an extra, they're not essential in most cases. So don't worry if you feel like you don't have the time to do that. You know, it's a good extra to have, but it's not essential. Uh, And if you do consider doing it, then think about planning that kind of one day a week to sort of address these things, to get a little journal paper going and use that feedback to build an even stronger thesis chapter. so thank you so much for listening to How to PhD you know Julia I realised that actually I think today marks the one year anniversary of the podcast which is incredible incredible. Um, and so you know very appropriately uh, thank you to everyone who listens to this show you know without you we would not still be here a year later (laughs) Um, so it's really wonderful to have you all and and thank you to all of you who have left reviews over on our Apple podcast page over on Audible uh, and the many of you who have donated and supported to the show at Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, all the links for that can be found on How to PhD. Show. Of course, if you know of someone who you think could benefit from this episode and the show, uh, then please do share this with them and get in touch with us. Contact at howtophd.show is our show email. At howtophdshow is our Twitter and Instagram. And if you're interested in signing up to a one-to-one session with us uh, and we're offering a free 30 minutes to discuss about whatever you want, uh, then you can get in touch with us, both of us, at one-to-one written out uh, at howtophd show next week julia is a web episode which i wish i really had when i started my phd uh, and i think i can't believe it's taken us a year to get to this topic uh, but yeah. it's a really interesting one right
1: yeah i think we touched on it on previous episodes but this one will be super dedicated <laughs> to the topic of research gap types So um, I think um, we see that when working with students uh, still, I also experienced the same problems on how to really define your research gap. And um, yeah, I found a really helpful resource, which I think helps to really structure what different types of research gaps um, there are. And it will hopefully help everyone who's planning their PhD study or writing it up and not knowing like how to really, um, yeah, how to really um, phrase their the gap um so i think it's gonna be a good one i
0: think it's gonna be a really good show so i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to excited. record that one yeah. uh, and i think i'm gonna learn a little bit myself as well from that so thank you again for listening have a wonderful week and we will see you all next time